Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the New Hollywood Podcast here at Deadline. <laughs> My name is Dino Ray Ramos. And I am Amanda Nduka. And this is... This is probably... This is a monumental this episode. This is a monumental episode, you guys. Because it's been like, ever since we started this, we've yeah. been trying to get Ava DuVernay, DuVernay on, and we finally It got finally her. happened, Stars you guys. Aligned. It was, and we did it, and um, uh, we recorded from Array. Yes. Her, oh my gosh, her, very cool. It's such a hip setup. campus, Yes, right? her hip campus, and uh, it was, uh, it, we had the best conversation. Yeah. The camp, no, I'm like really impressed with how cool that campus yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and there's a mural, there's... She showed us the brand new theater. Yeah, we got a tour, which is really cool. Yeah. But we talk about obviously when you when when they see us, it's yeah. very very powerful oh four part uh, series she on Netflix. Gives us details. She gives us details. We dig in. We unpack some some stories and some characters. And she makes us question what we've yeah. really seen in that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a it's a and if you haven't seen it, please. I know it's it's a really it's hard a watch. You know, you don't have to binge watch it, guys. Yeah, it's, it's four hard. episodes and like. They're each varying length. I think right? they're like a, a, an hour each. Either like I think the last episode was an hour and a half. I think the last episode was an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like um, four movies, honestly. Yeah, four, four, four features. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but watch it. You know, I even admitted on the podcast uh, to her I, that I didn't want to watch it yeah. because I knew I was going to get upset. I was going to cry. I did all that, but you kind of need to. You need yeah. to watch it. Honestly, like we've all know we all know the story about the Central, Central Park, Park 5, five yeah. but I exonerated think exonerated 5. Yeah, exonerated yeah. 5. You're right. Um but I think she really digs in deep in a way that you really get to see yeah. like the see these 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 the story of these these Each of them. boys. They were boys at the time, you know? Um it's a hard watch. I had to I couldn't watch it all at once. I had to space it out cuz you just get so angry. Yes. I was talking to my friend about it the other day cuz she was like uh I need another show to watch. I was like what well, watch when they see us and she's like I can't watch it. Yeah, like, you can. She said she watched the first episode and she was just too upset and she couldn't it, it's it's hard it's hard. It's hard to know that and it's hard to know that these type of things are still happening today. Mm -hmm. So I think that sort of adds to the, the anger, mm -hmm. but it's necessary. It's necessary for it. It's necessary for the conversation. It's necessary for people to see. It's necessary mm -hmm. for people to know. So highly, highly encourage yes. people to watch, watch it. Watch it. It's on Netflix. I, it's just, I think it's one of Ava's best works. Yeah, it's it's powerful. Yeah, powerful. and it's like, you know, we talk about whether or not she wanted to make this into a... I think they did want to make it a feature, Yeah, right? at first. But, but they, I think it works so well at this, this limited series. All five kids are, are, are great in this. Nisi yeah. Nash, ugh. Yeah. And Jarell Jerome, who plays uh, Corey, is, yeah. is amazing. Like, yeah, all of yeah, them are. Yeah, but, no. uh, and then there's the, 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 the one that everyone's thirsty for. Oh, my gosh. Raymond. <laughs> yeah. the, the, guy that play, the guy that plays Raymond. Yeah, she found these really, like, these actors that, you know, they, 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 they didn't have a lot, you know, I guess, credit before. Yeah, yeah but they're, they were up and comers. Yeah, but yeah. they were great. They did yeah. so great. So, you know, Ava's always been somebody who is, is what, what she says matches what she does. Yeah. And I think that's why she, she, she's so admired. Um, and her work is so admired. And like I said, she's not afraid, and I, she's not afraid to speak out, mm -hmm. speak out against injustice, injustice, injustices. Sorry, injustices. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> injustices. And 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 she's not afraid. And she and she gives people a platform to really like tell their story. So, yeah. like I said, it's hard, but watch it. It's necessary. Yeah. So, without further ado, here is Ava. Hey, 
Ava, thank you so much. We finally made this happen. This has been a long time coming. This has been a long time. We really wanted it to happen, so we're actually very grateful. Like that the stars align. Yeah. I'm happy that they did. And it couldn't have come at a better time. It couldn't. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to start, start off by, you know, you, you've worked in publicity. You went into filmmaking. But was this, you know, we, we was this the end goal? And how did kind of publicity kind of fuel your passion for filmmaking no no this wasn't ever the end goal i never mm. had seen any black women directing mm. so didn't really know that that was possible for me um it wasn't until i got on sets around the industry and started working with other filmmakers and as their publicist as their unit publicist that i thought wow this is this is cool and i'd like to do what they're doing predominantly white men mm. worked on a lot of film and television over 100 different projects during the time that i had my agency the duvernay agency mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um and yeah just started to watch it was really i tell the story a lot but it was really michael mann mm. uh, on the set of collateral um, they were shooting in East LA. It was Tom Cruise, Jada Pinkett, Jamie Foxx, and Javier Bardem. Mm. And before anybody really cared about Harvey, <laughs> I no, cared. We both I cared. definitely <laughs> cared. <laughs> but um, but uh, and I, I saw him. He was using these digital cameras, this Viper camera, and I thought, this is interesting. This mm -hmm. is this is this is something that I feel like I can do and I want to do. Yeah. What were some yeah. of your aspirations like growing up? I, I read that you were an English major, an African American mm -hmm. studies major. Did did you want to fall sort of in that space, or was that like how did that mm -hmm. sort of? Yeah, when I was little, like maybe like from nine to about sixteen, I wanted to be a lawyer. I remember for my fifteenth uh, birthday, my godmother Charlene got me a briefcase, mm -hmm. and I thought it's just a few short steps to the courtroom from mm -hmm. here. This is all I needed. Mm -hmm. My my solid legal mind at 15 and this briefcase. <laughs> I, this is happening. Everyone get with it. And then, and, then I, um, and then somewhere in there, right before I went to UCLA, I was, became interested in broadcast journalism. I went mm. to produce the news. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to be on the news. Mm -hmm. I went to produce the news. And, uh, and so I went into UCLA thinking that I might do that. Got this great internship with CBS Evening News mm -hmm. with Connie Chung and Dan Rather. Mm -hmm. She was on it for like six months, mm -hmm. and that was the time I was on it. And it was during the time that they were doing the OJ trial. Oh, wow. So I was assigned a juror, and I was to sit outside the juror's home and see what happened. Mm. Wow. What did they <laughs> wow. That was my job. And I thought, is this the kind of thing? Is yeah, this what I was thinking of? And so I. Um, I, I started to look for something else that involved news and, mm -hmm. you know, public perception and fell into publicity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you've made films, and but it feels like your your career has been so long in film with making stories and telling stories. You know, you have Selma, the 13th, uh, Queen, and then now you have, you know, Queen Sugar, you have Wrinkle in Time, The Red Line, and now When They See Us. <laughs> so you created these stories that take people out of the margins. And when you're choosing projects, was it that that appealed to you? And how do you balance putting truth on display and, and using art as activism? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I just really, it's a really simple kind of pedestrian answer though. I just mm. make what I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm interested in these things. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm, I, 
these are hard to make. Yeah. These things are hard to mm -hmm. make. They take years. You guys are interviewing all kinds of people. I mean, you know, it's just a big commitment. Yeah, 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 so yeah. why do something that you don't want to be doing or spending all your energy telling a story? I mean, for me, my name is on this. You know, this is my name means something to me. Yeah. So everything that I do, I really kind of have to love. And um, and I know that's not the case for every producer in town and every mm -hmm. director in town. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you're doing it for a lot of different reasons. But for me, I just... Uh, I can't wake up every day and hate going into work. Yeah. So right. I have to focus on the things that I, I'm interested in. And this subject matter more times than not is where my focus goes. Right. Mm -hmm. So was that sort of like your mandate whenever you first started out in film is to tell these stories that are rooted in social justice and, and, and really potent messages? No, okay. no, it wasn't. My first film was about grief. It was yeah. about um, you know, a small film I made for $50,000 in one house um, about uh, getting over the loss of a loved one. I will follow. The second film was about a woman whose husband is incarcerated mm -hmm. and it follows her through that incarceration. So that was the first time I touched the subject matter. Selma came to me because someone said, do you want to make this? Mm. And I thought, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, uh, a film about Dr. King, I actually never thought it would get made. Yeah. Um, and so started, you know, looked up and it was made and it was out there. And then, and then from there, so all the choices have been um, not necessarily saying I want to be social justice warrior woman. Right. It's just come from what was I interested in at the time. Right. All right. Yeah. And when do you remember first hearing about the story about the Central Park vibe and what was sort of like your reaction during? Yeah, I was I was 16, <clears throat> 17 in Compton. I grew up in Compton on the West Coast. These guys are, grew up in the East Coast in Harlem. And there was a connection just there because they looked like my friends and mm -hmm. people in my neighborhood. And I did not know what the word wilding meant. And I wanted to know what it meant. So I called my cousin who lives in New York and I said, what's wilding? Mm -hmm. And he said, we don't know. Oh, we, wow. don't, we don't know. We don't know what this is. We think they mean wilding out, mm -hmm. which is a completely yeah. different thing. Yeah. It's that's hanging out yeah. that's you know kind of acting crazy it doesn't mean you know gang raping women right, right. and so the way that wilding became wolf pack became animals became you know this horrific incident in the park that's hung at the feet of these boys mm -hmm. um was really interesting to me at the time mm -hmm. to the point that news interests a 17 year old right. you know um yeah. but i did always remember the way that that word drew me in and how mm -hmm. I realized that the news is not necessarily true, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, because they were describing wilding as one thing or yeah. I knew it to be another. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I, I, I messaged you and I, I said, I, I, for when they see us, I was like, I, I couldn't watch it. I, mm -hmm. I couldn't bring myself to watch it because mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be so hard. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, of course, I watched the, like, I remember getting the screeners from Netflix. And I'm like, oh, I can't watch this because I know I'm going to cry. Yeah. Gonna, or you're going to be angry. angry. Yeah. It, it was that angry cry. And I was like, I, I, I couldn't watch it, but I finally kind of sat. And it's not, I don't think, I, I don't know if you binge watched it. Did you I watch? couldn't. I spaced <laughs> it out. I had to space I, it. I mean. Because it, it was, it was really enraging. And it's like thinking, thinking about the words that they would use to describe, like we were just talking about how they described them as young men, but these were, they were boys. They were like 13, 14 years old. So it's just painting that picture of, and, and, and I guess they use the word, so obviously to, to paint the picture and you know these are young men or whatever but mm. it, it was just it, it just baffled me that these these little these boys had no there were there were no parents so why wasn't everything inadmissible when you find out that they were being interrogated with no yeah with no guardian like it just it, I don't know, it really yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, like, of course, I I cried, <laughs> I cried yeah. a lot, and like, I'm on a text chain with all my family, and I, I keep on. They're like, "Oh, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it?" And they're all moms too, so and they're like, "Oh, it's so hard to watch." They 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 keep on saying, "I keep on thinking of my son," you know. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, it, it's really hard. But before you, when this when Central Park Five, the, the story came to you, was it always pictured as a, a limited series, or were you thinking, you know? Maybe this could be a feature, or were you? Was that a debate for you the whole time? I originally, when I um, went to the men and said I wanted to tell them their story, I was thinking of it as a film. Okay, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it had a very cinematic. There's a very yeah, cinematic very film. Cinematic, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have sat for four hours. <laughs> <and watched. laughs> no, seriously, <seems like, laughs> right? right. Uh, that's a long film. That is a long, I mean, if there was an intermission, <laughs> bring that back. No, I, I. But then when I got into the case and started to really talk to these men and look at the research and really see how much detail was there, then then you have to make decisions and choices about what to leave out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it couldn't go as deep into their personal lives as I wanted because the whole thing that we're trying to say is the criminalization of black and brown people in this country is the story, is is a million personal stories. It's actually 2.2 million personal stories. And until you see them as living, breathing people with pulses and memories and dreams, and families, mm. then they're just going to be a statistic and it's easy for us not to care. So it was important to be able to dive into it to show you who they were. They're not the Central Park Five. They're Corey, Raymond, Andrew, and Yusuf, and Kevin. Exactly. And these are their families and these are their, you know what I mean? These are their people and this is their community and this is who they were before and after. And so that needed to take time to do it. And I'm just fortunate. I feel very fortunate to be making work at a time where platforms like the one that we're on. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> this is not to big up them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's to say we're at a time right now where artists like me have access to different ways to reach audience. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe people would have gone to see this film on a Friday night at the movie theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have precedent. We know that these kinds of films don't do well in the movie theaters. And, and film yet, going has changed and so film much. film going right. has changed. But also, you know, I know that um, the distribution of this kind of work in 190 countries is not happening elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, just today, every day I open up my Twitter feed and I yeah. see I saw that, characters yeah. that I don't, I have to, I, Twitter translate is my favorite button. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> see what saying it yeah. all over the world yeah, yeah. and you know as a black woman filmmaker who started out distributing my own work mm-hmm. you know it makes me emotional to even think about the kinds of people all over the world that are engaging with my work but also the story of these boys right. they thought they were going to be silenced forever they thought nobody would ever hear their story and if they heard it they wouldn't care and mm. now i mean someone from the maldives wrote me this morning talking about i mean like, what are we wild. doing here yeah guatemala yeah. a lot of brazil no, I mean, I was brazil like, is crazy mm-hmm. uh, so many great great comments from all over the country you know all over europe um it's it's south africa is watching it a lot oh, um it's 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 really beautiful yeah and i don't think i mean like i said i i it came at the most perfect time and i think it's something that we as a country we, we we know of or we know what's going on but like just to, for it to be told in this with this depth i think it really it really it really pierced through mm-hmm. i mean and obviously we're seeing the fallout that's coming with it is that is that something that you got I, I, and i guess it's, i don't know if it's the, the is it something that you sort of like what do you hope to get out of when you make when you make films like this or do you think about yeah that? you want you want people to become aware and care about the subject matter as much as as we do who make it you know um, we want people to see that you know 
all of this is being done in our names to people behind bars. Mm -hmm. That there's mm -hmm. millions of people there that have stories just like this, mm -hmm. very similar to this that we forget about. And so, you know, the hope is that you, you know, think a little bit more deeply about those people, but also about your own preconceived notions of who black and brown boys and girls are. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Who are they? And why am I so quick to think that they've done something wrong? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why can Brett Kavanaugh say boys will be boys? And everyone's like, yeah, we know mm -hmm. what that means. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Tamir Rice can't be a boy no. playing, you know, playing cops and robbers. So mm -hmm. it, um, it, 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 it asks us to interrogate all of that. That's yeah. that's my hope when I make this kind of work. Yeah, you you mentioned about the story and you know what you leave out, um, you know, and what you include. What was the process in getting the most authentic story, and at the same time, kind of having a good artistic license to tell that story? Well, it was a lot of, you know, I didn't want to take as much artistic license as something like Green Book takes, mm -hmm. okay. um, where, you know, uh, there are people who are not asked to speak, but yet their family members or they're being portrayed. Um, you know, I think that is, you know, a real error by omission. We reached out to everyone who nice. has a prominent place in the story, invited them to tell me their story. Mm. Some did and some didn't. Mm -hmm. Certainly we're always clear with people that this was going to be from the perspective of the boys, mm -hmm. okay. um, that this was going to be their story, that they were the protagonists. They were our priority in mm -hmm. terms of making sure that they are finally heard. Um, and in doing that, we talk with their family members. Uh, we talk with people in the community. We talk with people in law enforcement who spoke with us anonymously, people who were around. Um, you know, uh, the higher ups on the case for the city and who you know, told us what they perceived was really going on there. Mm. Um, we got anonymous tips. We got anonymous packages to our offices with wow. documents. Oh, my that God. We, I know, that was scary. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be scary. Tito, this is this. Like, this is this. Like, I, I wanted to say that just like in the hardcore way that I think a filmmaker should say it, but I really, when the when the envelope came, I said just what Dino did. Oh, my <laughs> God. Is this real? Right. Is this a real package without a name? Like, with... Oh, documents Gosh. that we needed when that yeah. happened for the first time and it happened a couple of times I thought well, this is okay I would freak wow. me out I would did. Did. I'm like should we call the police <laughs> yeah, yeah. well we did and we were talking about the character of Roberts because mm -hmm. I at first I was like oh wait a second he wants something or he, he's, he's, right. he's yeah sketchy. I was no, no, no. I was nervous why did you think that of him because I just think the way because of the, the, the just the, the the nature of the environment, and then, right? And, yeah. then, and then the narratives that we've been, we've been see, or told or we've seen to like for like throughout history, it's like this. You never really see somebody like like him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who's genuinely yeah. wants to help, right. and you know, and you know, not has no has, yeah, yeah. has no has no uh, you know you know uh, intentions like you know mm. malicious intent. Mm. So when he started helping him, I was just like. I was really crying. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's someone rooting for him. Is, is, we were like, oh, is that character real or is it an amalgamation? Or, because I was, when I was watching, I would bust out my computer once in a while and yeah, Google. Google. <laughs> I did the and I, was, I couldn't find anything, but it, is 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 Roberts a real person or can he not say? <laughs> You're looking like he can't say. Do you think he was real? I want to say yes. I hope he was I real. I want to say yes. Because you want to you believe that there are good people out there. Yeah. But do you think he was real inside the story? I want to say <laughs> no, but I want to hope yes. <laughs> but I, I'm th I'm asking, was he really there? 
Oh, oh my God. You are opening a whole new can of worms, aren't you? Like if it was just Corey's imagination. Because what we see in the in the, in his in, in the in the fourth episode, because he does see like not hallucinate, but I don't would it be considered hallucination or something that in it is in his mind? Oh my God, you are <laughs> you are you just opened a whole new layer. So we'll just leave. That. I want to say I want to say he's real, and I, I want to keep that hope that Good. he's real. Yeah, yeah. I think that that, that, you keep that might be the point. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that might be the point. Yeah, because it's like then you just think, oh, oh maybe everyone in prison is trash. Yeah, <laughs> but like I said, that's the story that we we, we know. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's when it's somebody else comes up, we question. You know, when yeah. another now I'm gonna rewatch that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are a trickster. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, what do you guys do? Obviously, the 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 story is very emotional, very dark. What do you sort of do, you and the actors, to 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 kind of shake off all that all that emotion? Like, I, I read that you guys had a grief counselor. On, yeah, they on had set. a. It was a twenty four hour hotline where they yeah. could call and the the crew too, because we forget about the crew. Right, they have to stand right. around and watch that be done over and over and. Um, and so, yeah, it was a 24 hour hotline where they could call, anyone could call mm -hmm. where they were on their way to set, having a hard time or leaving the set or on the set and, uh, and, and speak with, with someone mm -hmm. that was to the actors fund and, and Jane Rosenthal at Tribeca was really instrumental in helping us get that set up. Um, and so, yeah, I think those are things that, that I didn't do on Selma. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would hear later how traumatized some of the cast were, particularly oh, wow. in places where they had to be beaten. Right. And, yeah. And, uh, even, you know, our white, uh, actors who had to shoot and spit and just oh. do violent things to people that they, you know, your body is doing, you know, your mind is acting, but your body sometimes doesn't know right. that it's not real when you're making it go through a trauma. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I just wanted to be us to be me to be as responsible as I could um, with uh, giving people some resources to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were the were the five were the five guys were they on the set a lot? With they were on the set a pretty good amount. Okay. Antron, who's the, the the most shy of the five, mm -hmm. he came once, and he's like, "Sis, I saw it. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. I know it's gonna be fantastic. Let me know how it goes." And mm -hmm. kind of surrendered it and left it over. None of them were there from a place of looking over the shoulder. Right. They just, I mean, gosh, if someone was telling us making yeah. a movie about you yeah. i don't know how you'd stay away yeah um and so at different in different times they would come more or less um the one that was there the most was Corey because he lives in new york oh yeah, yeah. Wow. so i'd call and be like Corey, we're in harlem oh you in harlem today <laughs> oh where, where, where? what streets what streets he'd come through raymond santana's father who still lives in oh. harlem he'd come through he's actually in it so the oh the, he is he is you're getting some little juicy details <laughs> He so is, excited. he yeah. is, um, so John Leguizamo plays Raymond Santana Sr. And when Yusef and Corey come out of the barbershop, okay. they, right before they're about to get arrested, there's a man sitting right there and they're like, that guy's there all the time. Mm. He lives there, like no doubt he's there. That guy That's they're talking that. about is the father. Oh my gosh. Um, his real father. Well, again, another rewatch. <laughs> they are giving us all these Easter eggs. <laughs> um, oh my, yeah, but I, I just feel like the, the, the moment when John Leguizamo and, um, oh, the actor oh, that yeah. plays Raymond. Um, older Raymond or younger? Old, older, when they reunite. Freddy. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I was any reunite any reunion scene. You like that? You yeah. like the reunion scene? <laughs> I like the reunion scene. Yes. And and just that story in general. Yeah. It's so. It, it's it, a beautiful story because yeah. yeah. uh, most of the stories are with the moms and their sons, but this story I thought was unique because of the father yeah. and son relationship and how sometimes they couldn't really communicate what mm -hmm. they wanted to each other. Mm -hmm. um, also, it's so funny when I go on Twitter and I put in. Uh, someone told me, go on Twitter and put in Adult Raymond. And oh. I was like, really? <laughs> and I had no idea what it would what it would say. Yeah. And you put it, go on Twitter and you search Adult okay. Raymond. Scantless things. Oh, okay. about Because people enjoy the oh, yeah. look of no, Freddie, the actor. No, when he came on, I said, okay. <laughs> no, everyone. Okay, really? I someone was like, oh, okay, let's look, let's <laughs> justice. Yeah, justice. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> when Raymond came, they were like, oh, wait. Because, yes, he's a handsome fella. Yeah, he's a very handsome fella. <laughs> I think we all, we all noticed it. <laughs> yeah. Every, people are getting thirsty. Yeah. Adult <laughs> Raymond brings up some interesting okay. stuff. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Adult Raymond. And also, I just want to briefly mention <laughs> um, Isis. I know. Oh, my God. Isn't she incredible? I just want to say, you know, I think if this film was made by someone else other than you, it wouldn't have been a trans mm. actor and mm. actress in that role. And I did not know that storyline. Right. No, right. no, yeah. Yeah. no one knew that story. And that is, and that also is kind of like this other relevant story that's happening right now mm -hmm. of trans women of color getting that's murdered. Right. Yeah. So yeah. big ups to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when I <laughs> yeah. heard about that story in his, in his past, he didn't tell me, I heard it through Angie, uh -huh. Kevin's mm -hmm. sister mm -hmm. said, uh, yeah, you know, his brother Norman, mm -hmm. it's kind of sweet, you know, black community that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I said, Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, he, you know, he would like, you know, to, to dress like we dress, she said. Mm -hmm. I said, Norman did? Said, yeah. yeah. So then I went back and I asked Corey, I said, tell me about Norman. And he said, you mean Marcy? And I oh. said, who's Marcy? Mm. She, he said, Marcy's Norman. Mm. And I remember that moment where he said that and I thought, wow, what is the story? And I felt like the story spoke to the heart of this boy. Corey, mm -hmm. right? Oh my God, yeah. And you know, you have to know where he came from and what went into it, but also in doing it, there's a representation of Marcy's story that right. is so. I mean, that could be seldom a whole seen. Thing it's its own movie. Right. Oh yeah, it's right. its own movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so well, you'll make it. Whenever you go about, because this the story obviously it's very sensitive, and, and you you mentioned that you made the five guys a protagonist, but how do you sort of go about really caring for? The portrayal of the victim because even you know even though she, she's connected to the reason why these guys ended up where they were she was you know she was still a victim a, a assault victim at the end of the day so what do you sort of how do you not paint her as like this i mean like not erase her not a, yet, yeah, yeah exactly well, not, not erase her, but, exactly you know, yeah, yeah, but like kind of just give like, her her not fair paint her as a bad yeah. guy i yeah, guess yeah. Is, is is sort oh, of well how could she be a bad guy she yeah. was yeah. She, was <laughs> of, she was a victim of a crime and right. they, were, they she was a victim of this assault and they were also victims of right it. Mm -hmm. and so uh you know her story has been widely told and rightly so for 30 years and uh, it was time for their the other victims of this to be um highlighted and so that was the goal um, you know, I invited her to talk to me. Um, she chose not to, which was completely her right and fine. Right. Um, so in doing that, I, I said, okay, well, let me, um, I read her book. 
several times and really only tried to focus on the things that she said about herself, mm -hmm. right. where she worked, how she felt that day, what she did. Um, and then uh, her words on the stand are taken directly from her transcript. Mm -hmm. okay. So just really focused on honoring her in her own words as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And you could get into a lot of other things about her backstory, but then I'd have to kind of go talk to other people. Right. And, and, and so for her, I just let her speak for herself. Right. Yeah. Okay. Through through past interviews. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I could. We could talk about the movie. I think I would talk about this for a long time. I mean, like, Missy Nash. Oh my I know, god. Right? She like. I was like watching her. She doesn't necessarily have a ton of dialogue. Right. So it's all mm -hmm. internal, and mm -hmm. that's why I was just watching her. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, and her and Jarrell. I mean, like. Yes. You read my tweet. You I love it. I love it. Because they really they like did. stole my heart. I mean, like everyone is great, but yeah. I think theirs is the heaviest lip yeah. like story that yeah. I was just like, it's a side of Nisi that I have never. It's great. Seen I love that to show people what she can do, and mm -hmm. that she gets a chance to show people what yeah. she can do. She's got to do more of that kind of stuff. She wants to. Mm -hmm. It's one of these things where you know Hollywood puts you in a in a box and, and says like, you're yeah, this. Yeah. And no one ever really watched that one series she was on. I love that getting, series. Getting, getting on. on. Yes, yeah. that's where I first first I ever loved saw her. her in that. From that is why I offered her the small part in Selma because oh. I'd seen. I was like, getting on. Oh my yeah. gosh, she was nominated for two Emmys for. And yeah, no she one, was. And yeah, no yeah. one watched it. Yeah. And I, that's, I mean, I know it's based on a, Brit, on a British show. So good. But every, that whole show, she was so good because she was just like, the, she was kind of the straight man in right, that whole she thing. she was. Mm -hmm. But she was so good in it. And she like, was. she balanced funny and drama. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Um, great. Also, yeah. Michael K. Williams had a. Oh, my had God. A, oh, had a of course. Movie. I just loved Michael Williams since really uh, The Wire. wire. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That man is gifted. He is gifted. Vera Farmiga is also one of my favorites because I really. I love her. I'm such. Such a Vera Farmiga stand. Yeah. It's so I. I mean, really, I love mm -hmm. me some all Vera. All the actors, I feel they like, all were so. Yeah. John Leguizamo, exactly, and, yes. the, and the little the, the, the boys. Like, my babies. A lot of them oh didn't even God. know. They, they hadn't even heard of uh, the Central Park Five guys stories right before. No, they weren't even born when this yeah. happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh Kevin, my God. the one who plays Kevin Asante Black, mm. who's the one with the whole with the injury to his yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in a school play in Baltimore. This is his first thing he's ever done. <gasps> how did you How did you find him? It was just an open, uh, open Aisha open Coley, my casting director. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. It's yeah, it's a beautiful cast. It is yeah. a beautiful telling cast. a story Ancient. that I think if people watch it, they get to a beautiful place in it. It's a tough one to watch. It's a tough one. It to takes watch. you to a, yeah. a place that's worth going. I think. Yeah, but like, there's that kind of this beauty in the pain yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, what's really been the like the most surprising? I'm sorry. I didn't oh no, that's off. okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we got we're co-hosts. It's interesting watching you two do this back and forth. Really, you should be on TV. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's okay. Um, but what's like been the most surprising <laughs> thing that you've seen coming out of this? Um, for me, it's been the international response okay. and the way that people in other countries have taken to it, but also the art. People making songs, yeah. oh making it's embroidering. Yesterday, I was watching a woman on IG stories who was embroidering the poster on the back of a jacket because she just wanted to wear it. Oh my People God. have been de designing different shirts for them. Um, someone started making a comic book about mm. it. Um, you know, it's it's people drawing and oh. painting and poems and. Wow, you yeah. know this—that yeah. uh, that, that expression, that artistic expression, and the mm -hmm. way that it's coming out in the last three weeks has been something I never expected. Mm -hmm. oh, that's amazing! So yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So I, I've, I've, I just recently learned about this thing. Someone was talking to me. Um. 
and it's called pioneer burnout. Um, and it's where you are the first in a certain space. Pioneer burnout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? So what's I mean, I get it, yeah. but she was explaining it to me because, you know, I, I was telling her like my situation and everything. She's like, oh, well, there's this thing called pioneer burnout. Wow. And I was like, oh, you're the first in a certain space yeah. and you feel pressure to be the voice. Right. You're the first in a, a lot of the, yeah, yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, to, for a certain community, huh. and like you kind of hold this load. Uh, do you feel that, or do, do you, have you ever experienced kind of this thing called this phenomenon that we're all learning about? <laughs> called pine, pine. I mean, like, or do you do you like understand why? I mean, I get what what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I'm not a pioneer. Oh my <laughs> girl! No, I don't think that's arguable. <laughs> no, um, because you know, pioneer in my space would be Julie Dash. Oh, okay, you know what yeah. I mean. So yeah. I, in every, you know, a pioneer in the place where we're where we are now, you know, three buildings that are my campus. You know, Oprah Winfrey had a campus yeah. first. You know, um, everything that I've done. Someone, a black woman did it before me. Now, mm. I might have been at the time that people wanted to amplify it and applaud it. Okay. Right? But that's not being a pioneer. Yeah. The attention, the doing, the doing first has okay. been done. Right. And we have to talk about who those people are. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I'm just coming up and sometimes benefiting from work that other people have done. Mm -hmm. And that makes that's bittersweet, mm -hmm. you know? Especially when I speak with. You know, I was talking to Yoko Shinzira this morning, an incredible black woman feature film director. And, you know, she's a professor at Spelman and she's directed The Queen Sugar and she's directing other things. But she was there before me and never got the light that I'm getting and is okay. an extraordinary director. Julie Dash is the best black woman director I've ever laid eyes on. Mm. Yet, you know, people know my name and not hers. Oh, so I think I think part of it is just putting it into context because there's very little of what we're doing now that is actually the first. Yours is just getting, like you said, you're amplified. Right. That's it's right. It's yours is getting shown Now you're more. different because <laughs> 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 you're really, you're but really end, Amanda. unicorns, you know, <laughs> definitely. But, like, oh, but there are always new spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And you all are in a new space mm -hmm. and, and in an environment where, you know, yeah, I think one. we're trying. <laughs> yeah. I think we could go into, we could talk about the trade space on yeah, another no, time. Yeah, no, we can. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. But, okay, so with all your projects and, of course, Array and, you know, all this stuff. Which you're so supportive of. I am. You're our guy. We you, we know you really I, I care about Amplify. You really, yeah, I you do really, guys. thank you. I love you. all the, anytime there's an opportunity. You really do, yeah. Dino. You really do. But, you know, I, thank I'm, you. I'm always happy to. But, you, you know, you always put out amazing projects of represented voices and you know we were talked about kind of having this pressure but are there days when you're just like oh i don't want to be ava <laughs> <laughs> i just want to stay at home get into sweats and watch reruns of the office or hoarders do you have days like that and how do you like you know like when you just don't want you just kind of want to like not be quote unquote Ava, like, but that's Ava too. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. So what do you what do you watch in your sweat? <laughs> yeah. I know hoarders. Wow, <laughs> that is in your free time. That is, yeah. But no, for sure. Um, we all have to de decompress yeah. like that. Yeah. We all have to decompress like that, and so I think it's important to do. I love it. This weekend, I was supposed to be writing. What was I doing? Not writing. <laughs> I was on the gram. I was looking at YouTube videos. I was talking on the phone. I was, you know. 
You just have to be human. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Sometimes you just want to chill and just like I had the weekend. I didn't do anything this weekend. Right. It was, Isn't it that was nice? great? Yeah. yeah. But I you- was like, someone invited me to go out earlier this week. Hey, let's hang out on Saturday. And then I was like, oh, and then Saturday came. They hadn't called yet. So I was like, I perfect. 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 It's great. But you know, they, they say that procrastination in those moments when it feels like you're not doing anything uh, is really when the real work is happening. Because mm. especially as an artist, you have to put something into your work. You have to put real life right. into your uh, work. Makes sense. You have to go live, live yeah. real life. Right. So right. when I'm on the couch watching Hoarders, <laughs> I am living real life. <laughs> Right? I don't know if you watch Hoarders. I did this as an example. <laughs> Why did you think well, she watched Hoarders? people watch Hoarders? I, I don't watch we'll Hoarders. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, so obviously we're looking forward to your upcoming projects with New Gods, the Prince documentary, Cherish the Day. Battle um, of Versailles. Yeah. Yes. Battle of Versailles. Have you seen the Halston dog? I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, is there anything that you haven't tackled yet that you're, you're itching to do? Um, anything I haven't tackled yet? Lots of things. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I want to make a mystery. Ooh. I want to make a mystery. I want to make just like a real, I used to do them earlier in my career, but like a great, great love story. Yeah. I want to make a love story like English Patient or like Ooh. out like of Africa, level. like oh, epic, yeah. like where people are going out of the country and like, you know what Ooh. I mean? Like an epic sweeping. Why don't we see those with black people? Yeah. And I'm like, I would oh, like I would that. Be down for that. Would oh, you see that? Yes. Of course. Okay. Hands so down. there's Lots a lot of orders. <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to make. Hopefully I'll I'll get the chance and the time to make it. Okay, so just to wrap it, you've been giving us a signal for a long time. He really I'm so has. Sorry. He's I'm really, so he's really just, been lovely yeah, and trying I to get your attention. I appreciate your patience. David, David like deals David with us. Yeah, he's the best. Um, but just to wrap it up, we like to kind of end on uh, uh, like fun questions. We call it the facts or the FAQs. Okay. Um, so the first question is, which sitcom family from the past would you want to be a part of? Uh, sitcom family. Yeah. I would say Martin. I know they weren't a family, yeah, but family. is it? Yeah, they were yeah. a family of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like Martin. <laughs> I, I, I dig that one. Uh, so you, you have said West Side Story is one of your favorite movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you could perform any song on stage uh. from the musical, which one would it be? America. With the oh, same yes. lavender dress. It would not look as great on me as it, <laughs> as it did on her, but gosh, isn't that, that, that great? That, that, whole, that whole staging. Oh, I, love oh, I, love, I love, I love, I would love, change love. some of the lyrics, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> you would? The, uh, I mean, I, yeah, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> I mean, I just, I was just telling them, we just, I just watched a movie for the first time, like, oh. a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, they had this lady play, uh, what's her name? Oh, Natalie Wood? Yeah. That play, was it? And I was just like, oh. But America's not her, 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 um, well, it's not her, her song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why like, you have to choose. America's yeah, the true. only one that's not problematic. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, yes, nobody's in brown face in no America. No brown face. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, oh, if yeah. you could give advice to your 18-year-old self, what would it be? Oh gosh! Don't be so scared. Oh, don't be so good. scared. It's okay. Oh, I think nice. I still need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So, cake or pie? Oh gosh, pie. <laughs> pie. You know why? why? I hate cake. <gasps> really? That's so funny that you say that. Very, <laughs> very few people know that I actually hate cake. It's not a preference like cake or pie. But yeah. Cake is just sweet bread, and I don't. It's oh. disgusting to me. And I don't know <laughs> oh, why gosh. people like it. Sweet bread. I love cake. Oh gosh. No pies. So awesome. you don't, you don't like, like frosting like, and stuff like that. I like cheesecake or pies. Oh, well, my would you gosh. consider cheesecake? I think no, cheesecake is more of a pie. Yeah. 
it's a pie. Yeah. It's a pie. <laughs> yes, it's not like bread. It's basically bread. You're eating bread that's stacked on top of each with other. Sh- yeah, with sugar with a lot on top. of sugar. That's yeah. nasty. That sounds oh. good. So you're not. Like, <laughs> so you don't do like the birthday cakes for your no. birthday. No, so you have a birthday pie. pie. They give me chocolate chip cookies, cheesecake, or pies. Dang. And this is like a, you've never liked cake? Not since I was a little girl. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. If, 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 if people that really know me know that I don't drink and I don't eat cake. Mm, two facts. Oh well, <laughs> you know what? I mean, I like both cake and pie. <laughs> I prefer cake. I'm not really a pie person, just like really? maybe apple pie or something. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I don't really like pie. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> I love, I love cake, me though. a pie. <laughs> me too. Um, what majority white movie would you want to remake with a cast of color? You know, I, the first one that came into my head is my one of my favorite movies of all time. But I think, God, they should not be remade because it's so perfect. Yeah. It's Dirty Dancing. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, first of all, just the dancing, <laughs> right? Ooh. Just the dancing. But I love that movie no, yeah. in I a way I that's hard it. to explain. Yeah. So I, I'll watch that anytime yeah. it's on TV. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. But that I agree with you. Something, yeah, something. <laughs> monster. <laughs> Weirdest taste. <laughs> I do. I like. Wait, is that the one with Jane Fonda? J- yeah, and, yes, J- and J Lo. Oh gosh, yeah, I haven't. Like, I don't remember. I want to see it. Yeah, want to see it. I've only seen it when it was, came on TV, like on cable. I've actually not. Actually never because watched I it watched it the other day, and I was like, you know what? This is my favorite J Lo movie. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Okay, so but Dirty Dancing. Yeah, for I sure. would. I would. I. But I, I agree because I was thinking when I read because I was like the first thing that came to my mind was Titanic, but Ugh. it's like one of my favorite movies. But I don't want to. I don't want to see it done again. Right. I no. think. It's, but Dirty it's Dancing fine. is one of those that can be. Yes, yeah. refresh the dancing, the Titanic music. Is a little bit much. You could redo. You could do because obviously the story was. You could redo you it could with like a different. You know, yeah. Like a ninety minute feature. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it as long. Don't make it long. We know what's going to happen. So our final question is, I know you're going to have a lot to say. Uh, Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, creator of any kind that is not in the mainstream that you want to give shine to that deserves time in the spotlight that people need to know? Um, I will say a group of people Mm -hmm. um, that I feel it's just insane that we don't have anything for them or or from them that's gotten the right amplification, and that's Native American. (gasps) Yes. Uh, The story is so vast and Mm -hmm. epic, you know, whether it's before colonization or after the, 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 gosh, it's just such a deep, dense, rich history and a dynamic present yeah. that it is insane and criminal that there's not one TV show, not one movie that's not, that's gotten real shine, that's not done from a white perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just like, how, how are we here in 2019 and mm. this whole group of people, the first Americans, right. yeah. you know what I mean, have not been um, allowed, championed, uh, you know, amplified in telling their own story. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly native filmmakers, but they are not getting the, the platforms. And so it's just, we need to look at that. We need to do something about it. I'm going. I'm trying to do something about it with the TV show I'm developing. Oh, nice. And um, but you know, it, it should it, it should be us amplifying them, telling their own stories. Oh my God, that's so true. Yeah. yeah it's like any like well like them and like any indigenous story. Sure, I, yeah. I, I I I'm yes. all for. Yes. Cool. Ava. Yay! Thank you we so did much. it. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god we did it we thank you finally so made this happen we really we yes. made it thank happen. you at so the much. like perfect time with the perfect project yeah. the stars really did align yeah no seriously <laughs> but let me just thank you both for what you're doing with this show i think yeah. it's important i remember when you first did and i remember thinking mm, i wonder if that's gonna work i wonder if people will come i wonder mm-hmm. if people will take it seriously mm-hmm. they really are yeah. it's a destination now yeah your hard did. work yeah and great chemistry and questions <laughs> and all of that okay it's necessary we are we know it is necessary Necessary. No, uh, I don't know how you pulled it off. A brown boy and a black girl. We just try. <laughs> we just try. We just try to do what we can. No, and really we're are. two specks of pepper and a bunch of salt. <laughs> Dave over here is like, really? I really? I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no, David, David, David deals with this all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. David is great. He's but, a good ally. But no, you all are great, uh, great at what you're doing. Oh, thank, thank you for you. saying that. Thank we you for really having appreciate me on. it. Yeah, thank, we, you for thank you for coming and inviting us to your lovely yeah. campus. Yeah. As I can't you, wait I to love see it. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, thanks. Thank Bye. You. <laughs>